We're back, baby. It's round two. The second course of the information degustation. That is... Scarf! The Melbourne Food Podcast. It's what you want, it's what you need, it's what you've come to depend on for the latest news in the Melbourne foodie scene. Welcome back. We made it to episode two, can you believe it? My name's Jay, ranting and raving at you every week about food. This week, some exciting news, the comings and goings of the Melbourne food scene, what's happening around town, and a little bit of uh, interstate news. We'll be heading to South Yarra to look at all the little Frenchy spots. Why there's so many? I don't know. Does South Yarra think it's part of France? Do the people of South Yarra secretly harbour some sort of Francophile aspirations? I think so. We'll be going to Gilson, the hottest new venue in South Yarra, part of that burgeoning restaurant group, talking about what makes it good, what it needs to work on, why I think you should check it out, why I think maybe you should give it a miss. I don't know. You'll have to keep listening. Then we'll be going on a bit of a rant. Not sure about yet. There's so many things that piss me off about working hospitality. I could choose a litany, numerous ones. It'll probably be something to do with people talking on the phone when you're trying to talk to them. Why do we do it? Oh, boy. Sun is out in Melbourne. Tennis is over. The football is on its doorstep. But we never stop thinking about food, do we? We never stop wanting to talk about it and hear about it. Exciting times. Let's get into some No, let's not do that first. Let's talk about bagels. Been eating a lot of them lately. Two places in particular. Big fan of Mile End Bagels on Johnson Street. That bagel game is strong. Delicious coffees. Cheap. Accessible. Super friendly. Mile End Bagels in town. A little bit tighter. A little bit firmer. A little bit smaller. Still delicious. Get your gob around one of those. Didn't plan on talking about bagels, but we did. That's the sort of thing we do on Scoff. It comes at you and it comes at you randomly. Strap yourself in, people. It's news time on Scoff. So what's happening around town? I've been keeping my ears peeled to the ground, trying to dig up a delicious morsel of information for you, like some sort of roaming Italian truffle dog in the hills of Alba. Union Dining, the Richmond institution, sadly closing its doors for so long the archetype neighbourhood restaurant serving up good quality produce, simply done with a little bit of flair and a little bit of love. Shutting its doors, very sad to hear. One of the favourites of Richmond locals uh, for so long uh, dependable, but now it's gone and sort of the latest in a long line, unfortunately, of, of, of restaurants closing its doors, unable to keep up with the incredible saturation that is going on in our Melbourne restaurant scene. We all love the latest opening, but we never stop to think about what happens when 10 new restaurants open? The ones that opened a few years earlier, are they able to keep up? And unfortunately, Union Dining isn't able to, and that one goes the way of the dodo. Also around town, we've got Attica closing its doors for a little while for a different reason. They're freshening up their interior. And I have to say, that's probably a good move. I've been to Attica a couple of times, uh, most recently, probably six months ago. And... Definitely time to uh, expand this place a little bit, give it a bit more room, probably brighten up a little bit. It's a very dark, sort of eerie, um, sort of Nordic, Art Nouveau, dark, black, dark, dark is the word I keep coming back to. Very dark space. Uh, I'm not sure what Ben Shrury and the team are up to there, but since Ben took control, he's obviously looking to have a bit more say of the way the restaurant looks and feels. 
to match his outstanding food. We will be talking about Attica in the future. You can't talk about food in Melbourne without spending a bit of time on Attica. It is the bee's knees. It is the big boy. It is the dog's bollocks, etc., etc. So we'll be de- we'll definitely be delving deep into Attica in, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Also, interstate news. Did you think I'd be talking about Tasmania so soon? Would I run out of things to talk about Melbourne? No, but when you're talking about possibly the best chef in the world, you need to. Tafe Taz. Taz Tafe. Some sort of Tasmanian Tafe in Launceston has somehow managed to convince Alain Passat of the iconic three Michelin star La Peche in Paris. And three Michelin stars in Paris is different to getting it somewhere else because there's that many of them that you need to be seriously good to be dropping threes like Steph Curry. And Alain Passard and La Peche do that. The guy is the king of the vegetables, the king of the rotisserie, and one of the true demigods of world cooking. We'll be heading down to Launceston Tafe to cook up a storm and do some collaborations with some wineries down there. Bringing with him the wonder kid, the darling of the Nordic food scene, Christine Puglisi, who you might recognise from such restaurants as Beast and Relay in Copenhagen, the next big thing in Nordic cuisine, and the iconic Dominique Crenn, who you'll probably recognise from Chef's Table and having one of the hardest restaurants in the world to get into, Atelier Crenn in San Francisco, also holder of numerous Michelin stars. She'll be heading down there too for this fantastic initiative, and I'll keep you updated in coming weeks as to how you can jump on that boat and head down to sample some of the best food in the world. Unexpected, certainly unexpected. If anyone's ever been to Launceston, you don't necessarily equate it with the uh, the haute cuisine and the, the high-end dining. That's good to see. That's happening in March and April. Exciting times. All right. It's time to talk about South Yarra, a little bit closer to home. And what makes it a suburb of Paris this week? Um... Stop. Bonjour. Madame and Monsieur, welcome to South Yarra, France. I'm your tour guide, Jay, talking about this little area of town that I call home. And in part, it's home to some of the best French restaurants, cafes, patisseries, bars, etc. in Melbourne. Why is this? Why are they so localised and centralised in this little area of town? Is it because the inhabitants of South Yarra are quite wealthy, present company excluded? and like to fancy themselves as pretty continental. They don't mind a glass of Paul Roger and a cafe latte as opposed to a stubby of bitter and a Nespresso. Why is it? I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to talk about why the restaurants are so great. And when you talk about South Yarra, France, you are talking about Francois. The best steak fritz in town, one of the best restaurants in town, always busy. I'm talking 10.30 on a Wednesday night, packed busy because of its atmosphere, General vibe, general pleasantness, amazing wine list, best steak fritz, incredible oysters, check it out. You've probably been there and been a bit pissy, pretending you were some sort of French beat poet of sort of jazz era. It's a great place. One of the iconic restaurants in Melbourne. One of the new iconic restaurants in Melbourne, Entrecote. Not far from this week's review, uh, up Domain Road is an incredible blockbuster of a business, which has only been open a couple of years, just on the corner of Millswin Street there, in this sort of long abandoned space terrace house, 
which has quickly transformed into the meeting place in Melbourne for social media marketing and branding exercise meetings and general lavish lunches. Again, the steak fritz. Ironically, the thing I enjoy less about on Chicot is the steak fritz. I think the sauce is a bit overpowering, but everything else is great. Awesome breakfast, very friendly, lovely spot to sit. You've probably been there or the city outpost. Then around the corner, French Fantasies. Beautiful patisserie. Great place to get saucy song, etc., etc. You can really pretend you're French and get a little baguette, roll up uh, Turak Road and with the beauties and the people in their gym wear and say, drink a takeaway coffee. You've got 25 Turak Road, just up from French Fantasies, from long-time hospitality veteran Dennis Hager, which I think is recently rebranded, which is very elegant, black and cream, sort of Chanel-esque space. Probably a good place to meet an older, wealthy auntie, just for that sort of perennial token catch-up, which you need to do every couple of years. And then you've got probably my favourite place in the little French triangle of South Yarra, Bistro Gatan, down the bottom of Track Road, opposite the park, one of the more beautiful places to sit in Melbourne with a fireplace, amazing wine list, great sort of earthy French food from the sort of heirs to the Jacques Raymond throne, I think his sons or daughters run the place, um, amazing sort of provincial French cooking, and one of the best places in town to sit and neck a few Cronenbergs and just watch the world go by. But a new addition has recently popped up in South Yarra. It's a little bit French, it's a little bit Italian, it's a little bit of a cafe, it's a little bit of a restaurant, a little bit of a bar, a little bit of everything. And what happens when you're trying to be a little bit of everything? You probably aren't being that good at anything. This week we're talking about Gilson. In the ex-cafe domain space in South Yarra. It's recently popped up doing the all-day thing, breakfast, lunch and dinner. A little bit like a sort of cumulus ink of the southern suburbs. From Jamie and Laura McBride, who you probably remember from the incredibly booming business Barry. Frankly outstanding uh, Primo, which is a pizzeria, also in Northcote. And the very, very Instagrammable. If you've been on Instagram in the last two years, you've probably seen plenty of photos of Mammoth. Sort of their iconic breakfast ramen. That sort of cool space in Armadale that they do, their cafe. Sort of Melbourne thing there. Really, really solid spot. Um, but Gilson is their first sort of venture into the all-day thing, the boozy thing, the South Yarra thing. And I have to say, it, it has missed the mark for me a little bit. Um, being just around the corner, I visited a few times and found the service to be a little bit distracted. Um, it's always a bad sign when you walk into a venue and you are just ignored. Not really for any reasons of maliciousness or um, sort of any, any sort of judgmental nature it's just it's just a lack of organization I think at that place when you are running an all-day venue it is very tough to make sure that you're staffed correctly and then you're not overlapping that when it's sort of busy you need to have all your team on and then when it's quiet you need to be knocking them off and also providing a good service which is really tough to achieve and believe me I'm empathetic um, first time I went was sort of stood at the door for quite a while before sat and from then on Proceeded on to a pretty, a pretty enjoyable lunch. I think the food is really good. Um, and the times I've been there, I've had a, a pretty delicious prawn Caesar salad with beautiful, big, sort of juicy prawns, which is decent value for money. Some nice oysters, sort of little smaller share plates, salads. Um, a pretty nice wine list. 
Uh, another time, uh, quite outstanding pizza, I have to say. So they're doing something good out the back with a, a nice wood oven. And a pretty solid breakfast menu as well. You know, they're doing all the right things in terms of the way they're garnishing their food. You know, they're serving Peter Pepper ice cream. Uh, they've got a really sort of beautiful colour scheme and branding. But the thing they need to focus on is getting their staff up to pace, uh, getting sat and then being sort of ignored for 15 minutes is pretty unacceptable. And then having your menu being taken and ordering something only to be told in another 15 minutes that they've given you the wrong menu and that item is no longer available. Uh, in a pretty awkward situation where you've been waiting half an hour and not only have you not received the drinks you asked for, you've also been told that the food you asked for is not coming and they're not going to do it for you even though they cocked it up. So I think there's some, uh, some growth there to be done. I also think, to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter because in that location, you could be doing a lot less quality-wise than what they're doing and getting away with it. Um, so I appreciate they're trying and I appreciate the food's good. But I think a little bit more warmth, probably a bit more of a focus on a pleasant greeting and a sort of more attentive service would definitely help those guys to bring back more casual diners. There's going to be people that come in there every day. The sort of van handle heiresses of the world will be flocking out the front forever and a day, draining spritzes and talking about investment opportunities and things that sort of are beyond my realm to comprehend. But, whew, well... That got negative very quickly. Despite my grandstanding about wanting to stand up for the underdogs, the small business owners of this world, it's only taken me a week to turn around and absolutely backhand them. But it is with love. As I said, the food is pretty good. It's quite good value. It's in a killer location. It's got a nice fit out. The branding and social media is on point. The staff look good. Unfortunately, they're just not that nice to you. If these guys can nail that with that location... With their clientele, they're going to absolutely smash it. I would urge you to check out Gilson. Let me know what you think. Tag me on Instagram. Tweet me on Twitter. Throw a Molotov cocktail through my window if you're the owner operating. You just cannot handle me having a crack at you. It's done with love, guys. As I say, I went there three times. Didn't feel the love. Maybe on the fourth time I will. I'm not giving it up on it yet. As I said, they do sell Peter Pepo ice cream. I would probably, I would, I would probably have lunch with Donald Trump if he gave me Peter Pepper. That's all I'm saying. All right, guys, it's time for a rant on Scott. Hello, mate. How are you? Welcome. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. You're on the phone. Oh, that's all right. No, it's okay. I'll wait. Do you mind if I just serve the person behind you? They're in a bit of a hurry and they're not on the phone and they're not a complete asshole. So, oh, no. You're just going to stand there and monopolize the area this way. I'll just go fuck myself, shall I? I will just stand here humiliated like some sort of second-class citizen because you're talking about how Susan's in town from Sydney and she's got some new dog shampoo that you have to try. Maybe you're a brain surgeon. And you're talking a less experienced brain surgeon through some sort of Grey's Anatomy-esque hospital drama where they need to perform a frontal lobotomy on someone in an elevator and all they've got is a pair of craft scissors. Maybe you're an international delegate 
trying to talk your way into negotiating someone's release from Guantanamo Bay. Maybe you're just an asshole and you haven't remembered that manners come first in society. And if we give away our manners, we might as well give away everything. And I'm giving away you people. I'm not putting up with it anymore. So if you come into a place where I'm working from now on and you're on the phone, guess what? I can wait, but you better be prepared to wait too. I'm not going to stand there like some sort of insubordinate dog and wait for your commands. You will wait. This is my place of work. This is my home. I'm spending the money to be here.